hold up. Um, I'm excited because I get to sing the transition theme now because we don't have the white. Back to our roots. Yeah, so I get to say transition. Um, That sounded like there was a little auto tune behind it almost. Yeah, you know, it's a blessing, Steve. You know, I'm 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 an audio, I'm an audio savant. Um, All right, the NFL is a huge problem. Uh, we saw this again on Monday Night Football. We we know we spent a large portion of our episode on uh, that we taped on Monday and came out on Tuesday talking about the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer call that wasn't um, or that shouldn't have been, rather. Uh, it happened again on Monday Night Football with Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs and Derek Carr. Same situation. Uh, he sacks Derek Carr. He actually gets the ball two um which was huge at the, at the time in the game and they call roughing the passer and it just clearly wasn't it was just a good clean fundamental football play um and now these things are starting to pile on after teddy bridgewater goes out against the jets on sunday um he passes the concussion protocol but the team uh that like the I and the Sky team that they just employed said, no, you can't go back in, but he passes. So they're down to their third string quarterback and they lose 40 to 20 against the Jets, which as a Jets fan makes me happy. But, um, you know, that it wasn't really a fair fight because the backup quarterback to the original starting quarterback was taken out. So some guy I've never heard of that I don't remember his name. Skyler Um, Thompson, good old seventh round pick out of Kent State. Why do you know that? Are you a Dolphins? No, you're not. No, no, no. I uh, I watched him play against Mississippi State when I was when I was living uh, there and played really well that day. So the name always kind of stuck with me. Okay, look at that. That's a nice. If if we were if we had our regular setup, that would definitely get you yes. media media. That's one of those though. useless pieces of information that's kind of hung around in my head that uh, that yeah. won't make me any money or do do me any good. <laughs> So the question is, what the heck does the NFL do now? Um, they've already overcorrected. Um, how many more of these are, are going to happen before coaches and players and, you know, league officials start butting heads over, hey, man, we, we just need to be able to play the game. Um, you know, safety is obviously super important, and it's obviously something that's now ever-evolving as they try to make sure that what happened with Tua never happens again. But – Steve, the question is, now what? That's, that's a, a loaded question. And the owners are going to meet next week in New York. And there's a, a report from the AP that says they will talk about that, but there's not necessarily going to be an in-season change. They'll talk about it more in depth after the season. But it, I don't know what you can do because they've they've put themselves in a position to where every change they've made has been done under the guise of player safety. Now, if you roll any of these back, some of the advocates, everyone's an advocate for player safety. So I don't mean to say it this way, but some of the more vocal people in that argument are going to say, wait a minute, you can't roll these back because that's endangering players. Meanwhile, you have, you know, millions of football fans across the country and many that are going to call in to our radio station and media outlets across the, the, you know, nation and internationally, Mm -hmm. like we talked about last week that are saying this isn't football. And in the case of the Chris Jones sack that happened on Monday night football, he couldn't brace himself 
to not land on Derek Carr because he had his hands on the ball. So right. there's really no way to avoid falling on somebody that's just directly under you when you don't have your hands free. So what can the NFL do in this situation? I think it has to start with, again, rolling some of these back, but you have to present it in a way where you're still keeping player safety high on the priority list. That's easier said than done. I can sit here in the update studio and and say that, but it's up to Goodell and the boys to figure out how to do it. No, you're right. And the other thing I've heard is uh, expand what is and what is not reviewable. Um, now the we caveat, saw it with pass interference a few years ago. Yeah. Um, the caveat to that is the games are probably going to be a lot longer and yep. they're already ridiculously long as it is. And there's already so many commercial breaks that your, your brain wants to explode. If you're watching just a regular game, it seems like they're going to commercial break every three minutes. Um, but if it comes at the expense or if it comes at the addition of getting these things right, um, I'm for it. I mean, listen, if if that Grady sack on Brady was reviewable and they came back and the Falcons got the ball, is that worth sitting around for an extra three minutes for? I think every Falcons fan would sit patiently, yes. sitting on their hands, waiting for that verdict to come down. And, and that's such an easy one that would go the other way. Um, it would also help with the more controversial ones too. Duh. I mean, the ones that aren't as, you know, cut and dry as the two examples we've seen over the last week. So I think that that's something that should definitely be, you know, if not implemented, at least talked about uh, to a certain extent. Um, I mean, you don't want to open up Pandora's box entirely that, you know, every single play of every single game, somebody wants to throw a red flag. There should be, you know, maybe only the, you know, the, the booth or the lead official can decide what, you know, what calls are reviewed or what, or the league can put out a mandate of what types of plays are reviewable, but expanding what you can look at and pause the game for, I think is such an easy fix there. Um, You know, don't give me the inside of two minutes or four minute crap or whatever. I mean, if it's something that, is going to have that big of a dramatic outcome on the game. And it's something that every viewer at home and every fan of the team that gets affected heartbreaks like the Falcons did last week. I think, you know, making all of those sorts of calls reviewable will would be a no brainer despite, um, you know, pushing on four hours now length for an NFL game. You got to do what you got to do. What, 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 what is, what is the cliche that Roger Goodell says? The integrity of the game and the yes. integrity of the shield. Those are the things that need to be protected. And, you know, making sure that outcomes are fair, I think, falls directly under that. Yep. One thing that uh, I can't get the league straight in my head right now, but I think it was the USFL. There's been too many of these defunct spring leagues that, you know. AA, I believe our own Mark Zinno was a broadcaster for the AAF. Really? How about yeah. that? I was I one of the his, few watchers. I, I enjoyed the AAF, actually. It's, it's in this Twitter profile next to uh, Hazard Ground podcast host and former cheerleader. How about that? Wedge, wedged in between those two. <laughs> but the one thing, and I, it's the USFL, which is still around. They finished their first season. Uh, they've done a great job with the officiating and the transparency, allowing you know cameras 
microphones to be in the, you know, the officials command center and having that as something that fans can see what's going on. They hear what's going on. The NFL will never do that because of the money at stake with, you know, gambling and so many other things tied in to professional football. But if they can, and it's something they're working with the XFL on, I know they're collaborating on, on rules and, and things like that. So hopefully some good can come of those partnerships or they can look at the USFL and kind of take what they're doing. You know, it's, it's a copycat league. They say that about, you know, plays and formations and strategy. Why not, you know, carry that over into officiating? And I think that's something they could look at. Oh, I had my mic muted. That should be fine. Uh, we need a, we need to, next time we get our normal, uh, streaming service back up we need a like a fine sounder like if your phone goes off during the podcast or if you forget to unmute your mic or if you're chewing or taking a, a sip of a drink too close to the microphone and it gets on the air um we got to create some sort of fine system like you know winner gets uh whoever does it more times over the course of of a month or something gets like a you know a free chick-fil-a lunch at uh, i like that 92 9 the game or put something some like steaks that. up on it yep yeah exactly that's that's what bo and i do for our um monday and thursday night bridge show we come on uh-huh. uh, after dukes and belt 7 to 7 30 on sports radio 92 9 the game and we at the end of every uh show we pick the game and the winner at the end of the season gets a bottle of bourbon of their choosing i love um, it unfortunately bo is uh a little bit ahead of me right now. I've made a few gambles that haven't paid off. Hey, um, it's a long season. You got, but time. I I am in first place in the Dukes and Bell weekly pick segment. However, okay, uh, reigning reigning champion as well. So I'm defending my turf uh, there, <laughs> even though unfortunately that does not have any prize associated with it, other than bragging rights um, from our good friends at Ingles. 